Welcome to the Pathways Senior Care Advisors Coffee and Conversation Podcast. We are a team of senior care planning professionals who partner with individuals and their families who are considering senior care living options. At Pathways, it is our mission to provide guidance to high-quality senior care that results in a safe and happy life for our clients. The goal of this podcast is to provide our clients and potential clients with relative information and interviews with subject matter experts focused on issues key to preparing for senior living. We hope you enjoy this episode of Coffee and Conversation. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mary Coron with Pathway Senior Care Advisors. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, this is Pathway Senior Care Advisors Night, Coffee and Conversation. And I hope you've been able to listen to some of them because there's a, a story that winds through all of these coffee and conversations. And basically, it's all of the steps and things that you need to consider to prepare for the time in your life when you may need help, or maybe you just wanna go into independent living and live a worry-free, safe life. But um, this one is the one that culminates at the end of all of these conversations, because this is the one that you've prepared, you've done everything right, and now you're ready to make the move. But you know, it may have been some time ago since you really thought about the cost of, um, of what you would want or need. Um, you know, if you're in in-home care and you need more hours than you thought you would need, you may need to, to access the equity in your home. Or if you're moving into assisted living or memory care, then there's several reasons you might want to you want to sell your home. Um, but there are a lot of things to consider there too. But you may need it to to sell your home to help pay for your care, or just to no longer have the the responsibility of a home and the expense of a home. So. Selling a home to pay for long-term care is a conversation that everybody needs to have, and, and sooner rather than later. So, um, Stacy, talk a little bit about, uh, well, let me introduce her first. Stacy Carter is also my partner in Pathway Senior Care Advisors, and in her spare time, she's a realtor. And so I want her to talk a little bit about, um, about that conversation and what it should, what should be talked about. Thanks, Mary. Um, yes, um, a lot of you know that I am a realtor. That's my, my second job, um, but I've done it for many years. Um, I think I'm going to start that, Mary, with a couple of um, statistics for you. Um, about 70% of people over the age of 65 will require some sort of long-term care service, and that came from the Department of Health and Human Services but only 7% of those people have long-term care insurance. So that is very, very low number. Um, so that means they're going to, you know, go to the next thing, which would be, I think I need to sell my house for this, for this care to pay for it. Well, yes. And, um, you know, We've talked about it's a little bit different selling a, an older person's house than it is just selling you know, a young couple's house and they're going to go move up to a, to a bigger house. So tell me some of the situations that you have run into in selling a senior's home. Okay. Um, yeah, it is different, Mary. I, um, I've sold many homes. I've sold them to first-time home buyers, young couples, divorced people. But when it comes to the seniors, it, it can be a little bit different because the different dynamics that are going on. And I wanna share a couple of experiences that I've had recently that might be eye-opening to 
some of the sellers, either the either to the senior or to the son or daughter that's trying to sell the house for their parent. Um, one thing that happened not too long ago was I had a client and they were the buyers. So the house that they were buying was a for sale by owner. So I didn't have anything to do with that. And we were going through the process and we got almost to the closing table and I got a call from the title company and the title company said, we can't close this loan because come to find out the daughter was trying to sell the house for her mother who was already in assisted living, but the daughter had power of attorney over her. Well, the reason they said they didn't think we could close the loan was the power of attorney paperwork was not good. It was about a half a page long and it did not give the daughter authority to sell the home. So to make a long story short, even though I wasn't working, you know, for the, for the seller, we had to call an elder attorney and we had to get some, some help in there to guide through the process to get that done so that everybody was happy. So that was a big, huge roadblock there, Mary. Um, and we got it worked out, but it, it was a huge roadblock. So everybody needs to make sure that they're paying attention to what these power of attorney you know what these what this paperwork looks like is it updated does it fit all the criteria that we need it to and um you know as a realtor i would have looked at that and said you know okay you're selling this for your mother then we need to find out what your mother's situation is and of course that that didn't happen with the for sale by owner and another scenario that i want to talk about and Mary, you were involved in this too, but an elderly gentleman um, was moving into one of our local assisted living communities. And his desire was to sell his house, which, which was fine, it made perfect sense. But we knew that he was a veteran and found out that he was applying for the veteran's benefit to help pay for the assisted living. So we got in touch with our um, elder attorney that we network with and he said absolutely do not sell the house right now if you sell the house then you'll end up with that extra cash it'll knock you out of getting your VA benefit so bottom line there is we wait for that to get approved and then once that benefit starts then we can go back and sell the house so those are just a couple of different scenarios that have happened recently. I know there's more, but that's just a few that happened recently. And a lot of a lot of people may not understand how all this works, but like I said, if you've got if you've got an elderly couple that you're working with or a couple that you're um, or a couple that's trying to sell their house for a parent, you really have to ask questions and dig deep into what is going on and, and what are they trying to do? Yeah, there, there are lots of, 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 of things, issues there that people don't really put together with selling a house. It's very interesting and with the statistics you're talking about and the number of people that are, that are aging over the next few years and a lot, there's gonna be a lot of houses sold. So um, 
let's talk about another implication. Aren't there tax implications as well to selling the house? There very well could be, um, depending on the profit that you make. Um, you may have to pay capital gains. This is a situation where, again, we would bring a, a financial advisor into the mix and have them um, kind of orchestrate the best, best thing to do. You've touched on this a little bit, Stacy, in, in talking about the elder gentleman, but let's say you have a client, you're going to sell their house, they're going to move into assisted living or to memory care. Is it better to, to sell the house before or after they move? That's a very good question. Um, actually, it, it just depends really on what's best for that senior or for the family members involved. But I can I can give you kind of a few um, pros and cons for for doing either one. If if you sell the house before, of course, obviously that's going to give you some cash faster. Um, the senior can actually take a little bit more time and packing some things up and. Um, picking out what they want. And sometimes this can be good and sometimes, you know, that can be bad. Um, they can figure out what they want to take to assisted living or memory care or independent living. Um, they can kind of figure out, okay, I want my children to have this. I want to donate this. So they can, they can work through some of those things as well if, if they're able. And the other thing is you get rid of those monthly bills, you get rid of your utility bills, you get rid of your um, insurance and all those things that you don't want to pay because you're going to be paying for assisted living. So those are some reasons why you might want to do it before. But um, some reasons that you would want to sell after, I think are key because it's very, very stressful for an elderly person to sell their home and and, and and change, change is hard. And they may have been in that house for many, many years and moving is gonna be just, give them so much anxiety and so much stress and they don't wanna part with anything. They wanna keep everything, which is typical for that generation. Uh, and then they want to give things away to their grandkids and their great grandkids and kids today don't want anything. So it makes it kind of hard, but it's, it's full of emotions. So that's a good reason to go ahead, get them out of the house and then, and then so after. And another thing is you don't want to disrupt their day. You know, as a realtor, we typically will not want the seller to be in the house when we show it to other people, but maybe this senior can't leave. So they're gonna have strange people coming in and out of their house, looking at it and disrupting their day. And, and that can also be challenging, especially if they've, they've got memory, memory issues or maybe um, mobility issues. And then um, for me as a realtor, having them out of the house means less clutter. We can get the house um, staged and make it look a lot better. So those are, those are probably some pros and cons of each, but it really just, it, it probably just depends on the individual themselves. Well, thanks Stacy. It sounds like obviously you've uh, gained a lot of knowledge about how to, to what it takes to sell a senior's house. 
uh, most realtors I, I wouldn't think would know anything about POAs or veterans benefits or, or, or that type of thing. Um, and I know as a realtor, you want the closing to go smoothly. Uh, you don't look very professional if that doesn't happen that way. So, um, and you, you know, you all, you have mentioned and you have the resources to contact uh, that the, the senior person or the, or the uh, daughter or son of the senior person selling the house might not know who to contact. So that's right. very helpful as right. well. So, so the, the, the first step, Stacy has talked about the first step of making the move, but one thing we found out at Pathways over the last three years is we would be meeting with the client and it might be a mother and a daughter or a couple or whatever. And you could see the, the anxiousness on their face. And that was, at first we just thought what would be obvious that they're anxious about making this big decision and that is a big part of it. And if they're making the right decision or they going to the right place, nobody wants to have to move twice. But then we always uh, interject in our conversation that there's one resource that we want them to know about. And um, I can speak to this very personally because Catherine Oliver with Moving Matters uh, moved me. I moved out of a home that I'd lived in over 40 years. And uh, she, she helped me downsize to a smaller home. Uh, and when she left uh, after making the move, I looked like I'd lived here all my life. She even left the bed made so I didn't have to do anything that night. So um, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Catherine. Um, we appreciate um, you helping us uh, uh, know about the, uh, all the things about a move. And can you just kind of go over a, an overview, Catherine, of what you do? Yes, thank you so much, Mary and Stacy, uh, for inviting me here today and for being strong supporters of Moving Matters over the years. Um, I really appreciate, again, the opportunity to share uh, with people what I do and what I love, which is helping seniors under these stressful conditions of making these late in life moves. So back to your question. I am a senior move manager and think of a wedding planner. Wedding planner plans, you know, photography, flowers, et cetera, and so on. I'm a move planner. Many people think, well, why would I need a move planner? I'm gonna call the mover and that's, that's it. Well, that's pretty much the least of it. It is, I plan, I coordinate, I organize and manage a move from start to finish. So you think about, okay, well, what, is that, what does that really mean? Well, for one thing, um, you, it's not just the furniture that's moving. Think about where you're going. I'm familiar with all of the communities here in Bowling Green, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and have relationships with their directors. And I also have floor plans of each of these communities of the different types of uh, apartments that they offer. So when I do meet with the client, I already have a good idea about what kind of space we're looking at. And that really is helpful 
when you are trying to make an overall move plan. So that's exactly what I do. I assess the situation, look at the scope of the job and think, well, we have to start here. So I develop an overall move plan. Then I arrange for the um, mover, I schedule them, and we talk about what things you want to take. So I focus first on getting the client moved and making those types of arrangements. And then we worry about what to do with what's left because it's too much to think about all at one time. So I make an initial inventory. Everything is photographed and documented so that I know exactly what it is we need to move. And then, of course, when all of the preparation is done, we uh, take care of the uh, packing, the unpacking. Now, I personally don't do the, the packing. The mover takes care of that. But I am with the mover. I supervise. I help tell, you know, what goes where. And then we also provide a complete setup of the new residence. And this is wonderful because, as uh, Stacy mentioned, moving is stressful. And there's nothing more stressful than to see strangers coming in your home, packing up all of your things, and you're, you're sitting there watching. So we hopefully want the client to be away from home during this, this process. So then we set up their new apartment, we hang pictures, make the bed, put things in the kitchen cabinets, if they have a, ca a china cabinet, curio, whatever it is, hang clothes in the closet, arrange the bathroom, and all the packing material is removed, they walk in and it's done. So that's sort of in a nutshell of what a, a typical move would involve. In addition to that though, after the fact, then I can help arrange for the disposal of items, the dispersal of things, whether it's for donation, whether family wants things, um, as well as junk removal, because most everyone who's lived in a home for 40 or so, 50 years, they have attics, garages, outbuildings, and there's just a lot of stuff that needs to be taken care of. One of the other things that I can do and is to declutter and organize. And sometimes this is an issue. What if you have a client that doesn't want to move or doesn't need to move and their home has well, just a lot of stuff that hasn't been attended to over the years. And perhaps they even are going to have a caregiver so we can go in and we can organize. A lot of times it's mostly paper. Um, a lot of financial papers, checkbooks, bills, uh, magazines, all those things that just take up space and make your environment unsafe. So I make a plan for that, how we're going to tackle it. And again, documentation uh, and attention to detail is 
what we do. And I will say, moving is one of the top 10 stressors for um, late in life moves for seniors up there with divorce and loss of a spouse. And that's very, very important to remember. It's just not moving your things from one place to the next. You're, you're moving the person, their experiences, their memories, their, all of those things that define who, who they are. So in a nutshell, I'm the one constant in an often confusing and overwhelming process, this moving, especially important for people who've not moved in a long time and are unaware of the many things they need to do to prepare for a smooth transition. So from the initial visit to the hanging of the last picture, I'm there. I help the client with step-by-step -step guidance, plan and anticipate needs, uh, I schedule uh, third-party people if needed, cleaning the house, etc. cetera, uh, field questions and make referrals for other services, certainly including uh, realtors as such. And many seniors just don't have families because of proximity and other reasons. So I fill that gap. And that's pretty much the, the essence of what I do. Well, I know when, when our clients start to hear us talk about what you do, a lot of that anxiety starts to go away on their faces, Catherine. You take what is a seemingly overwhelming project and, and make it happen. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. So, you know, what, what inspired you to start Moving Matters? Well, um, like most people, you have firsthand experience. And over 20 years ago, uh, my mother, who was younger than me at the time, sadly, uh, was twice widowed and lived in Louisville in a two-story home, full basement, um, you know, large garage, etc. And she decided she wanted to move closer to me or my sister. I lived in New Jersey at the time, and that really wasn't an option, I understand. My sister lived in Florida, so guess what? <laughs> what place won out? But the essence, or what really happened was, I was teaching school, my sister also had a full-time job, and each of us took off a week of work at different times to go to Louisville and help mother. Well, or so we thought, and I'll never forget being there. The first day, mother and I are sitting in the living room, sort of looking around and at each other, like, where do we start? It was so overwhelming because again, we had the idea, well, you call a mover and you're going to move to a condo. Um, so it wasn't just the furniture, what will fit in a condo, but what do you do with what's left? And then I'll never forget going down into her basement. Well, I'd been in there before, but not a lot. So of course there were a lot of tools and things. And I noticed in one area, there were all these boxes neatly lined up and labeled. And I knew that 
well, are those Christmas ornaments or what are they? So I asked her and she said, oh, they're every canceled check and tax return that your father and I have um, kept from when we got married. I said in 1950 and Yes, because back then we didn't know about shredding, land shark shredding, or things for residential people. I'm sure for businesses there were. And that was just one of the things that we stumbled upon. Luckily, mother uh, found out about a lady in Louisville who did similar things to what I'm doing now, who was very helpful in finding uh, avenues for selling a coin, coin collections, old records and, and other things. And that was definitely a huge, huge service and help to my sister and I because we did not have the resources or the knowledge uh, never having really lived in Louisville for any length of time, and here we were coming to help, and yikes. So that was that was what um, prompted me to start this. So when I went back to school, I was telling my friends, and they said, oh, there's people that do that, and they're called senior move managers, and we're very familiar. And I thought, well, when we move back to Bowling Green, I will explore this. And so that's the story. And by the way, she moved those canceled checks and um, tax returns to Florida, put them in her garage. And then later on, of course, uh, my sister took care of getting those shredded. So, well, we're definitely glad you made the decision to start moving matters. And um, I guess you just touched on one of the issues your mom holding on to all those checks and everything. Oh, yes. But, but what does make uh, moving seniors different from other moves? Well, truthfully, there is an added layer of complexity that exists when you move a senior. So, first of all, think about many of the people that, that I meet, that you do as well, these people are frail. Maybe they have an illness such as Parkinson's or other issues. Maybe they have been hospitalized. They are in rehab. Perhaps there's memory care. And on top of that, um, they've many of them have suffered a great deal of loss. And I think about, sadly, this last uh, client that we both had who was in rehab and lost his wife. She passed while he was there. And I, I, mean, I can't imagine how horrific that is. So you're dealing with loss of a spouse, perhaps, a pet even, family members, loss of driving privileges. All of a sudden you can't go and do like you did before and have to rely on other people. Maybe you're, there's hearing loss or even um, loss of sight. So there's all of these things that compound and make it important that you're aware of. Also, are there any children? Surprisingly, uh, there aren't. And, and what do you do then? Then who's the one who's in charge? 
I've worked with attorneys and even a social worker on, you know, orchestrating a move. And even if there are children, which is wonderful, but think about all of us that live away and aren't there except to visit. And um, then what about the family dynamics? If there are children, then how are you going to manage this? Are there, who's in charge? Is there a POA? There's just a lot of things about, do they want to keep in the loop? Are you going to be contacting them? And of course, you know, the client is first and foremost, we are moving them. So you have to be very careful about the type of contact and, and all of that. Um, so that's sort of, one of the, the complexities. The second thing is there are two types of move. It's either a planned move or an unplanned move, and that's it. So for example, the planned moves typically are just so nice because the client has been in charge. They've given a lot of thought. Where are they going? What do they need and want in their new residence? What's important to them? And um, so they've kept their family in the loop and know what they want to donate, what they want to give to their uh, children or to their church or any of those things. So they've taken on the ideal move. This type of client has taken a lot of care in making sure that they have what they need and what they want and have taken care of a lot of these details themselves. And then, of course, Sadly, what we see frequently are these unplanned moves. So think about it. All right, you live in another state. Mom and dad is here and they've fallen. And I think we all have some terrible case scenarios that we can think about. And all of a sudden you get that call. So now, you're rushing to Bowling Green and there's the hospitalization. Then you're dealing with doctors and insurance and all kinds of other issues that come into play. And you're now your parents in rehab and it's become uh, obvious that this person cannot go back to their home. Now, all of a sudden you're faced with well, do we look for care? Or if that's not even an option, then you have to quickly find some place for the, the parent and, or loved one to, to move to. So that's a whole nother set of circumstances where thankfully there's pathways that can help negotiate. So already there's a lot of stress and emotion in this entire scenario. So, you're not only worried about the physical and emotional state of your um, parent, then there's you who's also dealing with all these unknowns and, and so on. And those are always difficult. Sadly enough, they have to happen quickly. We get calls frequently from a community here or 
maybe an adult child. Well, can you make a move? Um, mom's getting out of rehab. Well, when is this going to happen? Uh, she's getting out on Wednesday and you're getting this call on a Friday or a Monday. So it's this type of thing that is very stress inducing. So we, we jump into action and, and do what we can, but there are just a lot of things that, that have to be done quickly that are those details, what clothing to take. Um, there's just, you know, that, those are the two case um, scenarios that, that we can take care of. Well, and in this day of COVID, Catherine, a planned move is almost a necessity because I've, I've heard you talk about how you uh, move people. You go in a, a door closest to their apartment, get their apartment all set up and go right back out that door. So if the move's not planned, that becomes very difficult, doesn't it? It does. And unfortunately, yes, because of this, we have to make decision, decisions that ordinarily perhaps we'd have help with. So for example, you're looking in someone's uh, apartment and you've got to find the linens, where are the sheets, where are the towels, and um, what kind of toiletry items are they going to need? And um, what if there's limited space? Now you've got one closet instead of two. What clothes do they wear and, and things like that. So we do the best we can managing those things. But again, that's, that's just part of those details that, or yeah, that we, that we can do. Well, to talk about that a little bit further, what specific things do you do to help uh, seniors and families during this transition to a new, to a new residence? Well, First of all, I want to be very clear that I am very, very careful with full documentation and detail in everything that I do when it comes to planning a move, because there are so many um, things to, to be considered and I take photographs and I have written a uh, move plan, uh, a list of what went where and all of that and, and keep the receipts and everything. So to assure someone that they can, can have peace of mind for, for what I do. And I put together a move uh, folder when everything is said and done to be provided with all these details for a client or a family member, an attorney, or whomever um, it may be. But back to your point, for example, I make a floor plan because it's necessary to make sure that whatever furniture or things that you want or need are going to fit. And one lady commented, you even measure the inches not just the, the feet. Well, that's true because sometimes those things are, um, are crucial. Also, we take care of um, the dispersal of other items. I often take things to be mailed to adult children or to family members elsewhere. We uh, 
can also deliver furniture to someone locally. Uh, maybe um, your cousin wants your piano, so we can take care of making that happen. Um, also take things to be donated, Kentucky Building or the, a veterans group uh, may want something that you have, or perhaps you want to take things to Hope, um, Hope House or a favorite charity, so I take care of all of that. Um, one of the other things that um, I can take care of is an important factor when you downsize or you move to a smaller space. You don't have the big kitchen perhaps that you did. Maybe you've got a big bathroom with a double vanity and all these closets and this and that. So I take pictures of the living space because sometimes people can't get out and go see where they're moving. So how are they going to envision from a floor plan what it's all going to look like? So I take pictures and then I measure. You know, you have this many drawers. Here's how they, how big they are. Here's your closet space and take pictures of that. And um, also the closet, the drawers, the bathroom space. And so where are we going to put all of these toiletry items? Uh, and I anticipate what may be needed. What if there's some shelving that needs to be added or a small cabinet or things like that? And you may not think about it until there you are with all this stuff and where to put it. I oftentimes go out and purchase those things and with the permission, obviously, of the client or even adult children. I've had people whose children live way out of state and they needed, for example, um, a new recliner because their one was too large or something. So they couldn't go out to go shopping. I took pictures, I went to a couple of places and you know, with the price and delivery and all that info and sent it to the adult child so that when she came, she could take mom out to one place or two places and go straight to what they were looking for. So there's all kinds of things that people just don't think about that uh, can really be helpful and make a difference in, in a move. I also take care of document shredding. Now that's something else. A lot of people have a lot of paperwork that has not been gone through that needs to be shredded. And um, I always make sure that the CPA, the attorney, whomever it might be, financial advisor, uh, I contact, let them know what I'm doing and how to proceed, what do they suggest, making sure. And then always, always document what I'm doing and have a witness with me, with photographs and all of that to, to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. Not everything is in bulk, say that Landshark needs to come with a truck. So sometimes I take things to be shredded. Uh, UPS does that, uh, Ace Hardware does that, and they have receptacles just for Landshark. So I am there, I take pictures of me, the receipt, the whole whole thing. So I've even taken taken sterling silver to be melted down. And again, um, 
a lot of documentation. So, and then also the decluttering if needed and organizing the new space. And it's really an a la carte menu. Whatever needs to be done, I do my very best to take care of it, find the appropriate resource for that. Well, it's a wonderful service you provide, Catherine. And, and um, you know, right now, today, what if you had one piece of advice to give the people that are listening to uh, this presentation, seniors and families or wh whoever is listening, what would that be? Well, I think as all of us know, please, please, adult children, parents, at, it's never too soon. Please have that conversation about what, what to do, because I think every relative or adult child wants to honor uh, what the lifetime of their parents. Please have the conversation. What do you want to your future to look like? Do you want to stay in your home? Do you are you contemplating a move? And what are you going to do about all of those things? Where are they going to go? And also important papers. This is a very big issue. As I know, you and Stacy understand, where are those important papers? Who is the POA? And if there's not one already assigned, you know, taking care of those types of details that can make a huge difference when it comes down uh, to it. And making sure that everyone knows where these things are. None of it's good if the children don't have any idea where these things are. And also plan for the what if. That is the big thing. What if there is some crisis and there you are? I just can't stress it enough. I'm sure you agree. The plan and please have those conversations. Yeah, it would be so nice if people would think ahead and come to Pathways and, and, and to you and, and talk about a plan. We hear it so many times. You know, I just didn't want to think about that. And things were going pretty well, but then they changed so fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, then they have no plan. And, uh, you know, adult children don't always agree with each other. Mm -hmm. So having that conversation in advance and, and getting everybody... <coughs> same way and understanding what as a senior you want to have happen um, I think is critically important. Catherine, thank you so much. Does anybody have any questions? Mary, I just want to add to that, um, to what you were saying and what Catherine was saying. You know, the family dynamics are hard. Sometimes the siblings don't get along. Um, and then also the parents are afraid to address these issues with the children and the children are afraid to address the issue with the parents that's where we can come in and do it for you because they're more likely to talk to us as senior advisors or Catherine as the moving manager because we're non-biased in the situation and they're they're more apt to air out their feelings and their thoughts to us than they are to their children or vice versa so think about that when 
you're trying to do this. And if, if you, you don't want to address it yourself, definitely let us help you because we can get a lot of those things answered for you and help you along the way, at least get the conversation started. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we're not in the caregiving business ourselves. Uh, Stacy and I don't do that. We focus on one thing and that's making sure that our client clients get the very best care that they can afford. And we have uh, working relationships just like Catherine with every in-home care company, every assisted living and every memory care in our entire, entire market area. So it, it doesn't matter to us which one our clients go to, it's, it's that they uh, get the one that's best for them and, and one that's affordable for them. So, and then we call on Catherine and she wraps up the move and it's all, all uh, a great end for that person. So, um, well, that's all we have today. Uh, thank you for listening today. And um, if, you, if you think of questions uh, that you have in the future, you can either call Catherine at Moving Matters or uh, you can Google Pathway Senior Care Advisors and give us a call and uh, we'll be happy to answer them. I hope you will take the time to go back and look at the other eight sessions because there's some amazing information there. Uh, that everybody needs to know about as, as you go through your life. Uh, it's some of the information is for early, early years in your life. So somebody that's even in their thirties or forties would do well to start with the first of these coffee and conversations and then progress along to things like social security and Medicare and, and that sort of thing as you move it through the, your continual life but back to planning. Um, unless you know what issues you have to address, there's no way to plan. So I hope, I hope that uh, Stacy's idea was, and, and, and my helping implement the idea was a good one uh, that will make um, the later years in your life uh, safe and happy. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pathways Senior Care Advisors Coffee and Conversation Podcast. If you have additional questions about today's topic or would like to learn more on how Pathways Senior Care Advisors can help you or your loved one find high-quality senior care, visit us online at pathwayssca.com or call 270-901-1878.